The 378th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Circus Survivor and Circa Millions contest. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. Howdy, howdy, Jen Reno's, and welcome to episode 378 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The episodes are flying by. Uh, this one's going to go out to Thugger, one of our friends in the Discord. I don't think we've put a episode out to he or she. It's a he. Who am I kidding? Um, we don't have any women listen to us or, or talking to us in the Discord, but um, Thugger had a good weekend um, playing the UFC fights along with us. So this goes out to Thugger. Thanks for coming to the show. I'm one of your hosts. I don't know, even know if I introduced myself last episode. I'm Jeff Chalks Fox. Um, usually I pick make chalky picks, but I've been hitting a lot of dogs recently. So we have to come up with a new nickname. We'll see. Um, the man I'm about to introduce, he's never shy about hitting dogs. He mentioned that last episode. It's one and only Gumby Reuben. Daniel Gumby Reuben. You, you and got, then underdogs picks. You you got five in the last uh, two UFC cards, which is pretty damn good. Yeah, I know. Uh, and yeah. also, speaking yeah. of speaking of pretty good, uh, we had a pretty good regional MMA week last week. There you go. You're uh, leading, you're setting yourself up. Perfect. Yeah. I'll just like, sit back and relax. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you just sit back and relax. We went two and one in LFA because uh, two of the fights that we broke down got canceled. Uh, but that one included a when we broke it down, it was a plus 160 dog in Marcio Barbosa, who got a first round knockout. Um, but by the time the fight had rolled around, he was like uh, 200 plus 200 or so. And a couple of guys in the discord who were watching the LFA fights. Uh, by the way, it's a great time, not just during UFC fights, but it's during uh, LFA, CFFC, all the organizations we're going to talk about. Um, but uh, a couple of guys had gotten in on Barbosa by knockout, which was plus 300. Uh, and he got it done. So uh, that was a big one for us. And then we hit the main event. Rose Concio, uh beat Elaine Gomes. That was a pretty sizable favorite. So uh, all said and done, two and one. Brings me up to uh, a buck oh four uh, and 56 on the year. So a pretty high win percentage. And if you had blindly bet $100 on every fight, you would have picked up 100 bucks this weekend. 100 bucks and 82 cents. And brought the year total to seventeen hundred dollars. Wow, Gumby is killing it. And yes, the Discord was jumping for LFA. We got so many sickos. They watch regional MMA from from Brazil, and that's the, I guess LFA's high level. But they, they will watch and talk about anything in there. So, and even when people disagree, everyone's respectful in there, which is a rare a rare thing in the, on the on internet. The, so, yes, <laughs> on the internet. So. Definitely get in the Discord if you're not already. Don't be shy. Pop in and say hi. Tell us you're a newcomer, and we will. Have some fun in there. So we're going to have fun this episode because as Gumby just laid out, he is very good at picking regional fights. And we've got, as I said last episode, a buffet of regional fights. Um, we didn't want to, or Gumby, I let Gumby decide what we're going to cover because uh, except when Bellator is running, then I insist he does Bellator. <laughs> that's another story. Um, no Bellator this week. So he's picked three events uh, that are the top events of the week. And he's got a couple nice picks from each event so well, we'll give you a smorgasbord of stuff because like i said our listeners like pretty much any kind of mma that uh they can bet on so we will get to all of that in one second after i tell you about circa of course circa sports uh circa millions and circa survivor are back that means 14 million dollars in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs gumby's going to buy 
you could probably buy everyone tickets to UFC Boston if you win that much, Dan. Or no, at least have you, have you seen the UFC Boston price? <laughs> price <laughs> it's point? true. I I have heard. Um, Circa Millions is uh, what you got to do to win that. You got to pick five NFL picks against the spread each week. Circa Survivor, you just pick a different money line winner each week, like a normal Survivor game. There, you enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Sports Gambling Podcast will be out there the last week in, in August. More info, go to circasports.com for all of the deets. That's C I R C A sports.com. Um, and make sure you pick the Dallas Cowboys in week one, according to Gumby. He wants them to beat our boss, uh, Kramer's uh, beloved New York Giants. So that's what we got there. Uh, do we have, we don't have any odds for this weekend, do we, Dan? Which oh, I, I, I do see some here. Oh, I have bum, not bum, seen bum. any. KSW odds have shown up. Oh, that's good news. I haven't seen any. All right. We're going to start with CFFC 121. How about you? Tell people a little bit why you picked this card while I jot down some odds quickly. So CFFC has been one of those uh, organizations that keeps giving us uh, UFC talent. Um, I looked up and down the card because I, I was excited for a CFFC card. Because, you know, we we do a lot of Bellator, PFL, stuff like that. Coming up, starting next month, we'll just do Contender Series every single Sunday for the Less these, than a month. Uh, yeah, Less for these episodes ago. and whatnot. In uh so I saw a CFFC card and I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. And the top two fights were really solid. The the rest of the card, um, not not solid, but just like a lot of newcomers and and stuff. That's like I don't know, maybe not not that it's less fun to bet on, but it, the, there's just not a lot of information out there. But the top two are really high level fighters. So then I kicked it over to KSW. Same thing. Um, KSW is a little deeper top to bottom, but like outside of the top two fights. There were a couple of blowout fights that I wasn't really excited about and people who were going to win by a million and, you know, like just not not super exciting. And then I looked at it, uh, Fury FC and said the same thing. Uh, a couple of guys on the top that are kind of fun fights. And after that, not so much. So I was like, why not just do two from everyone? And I think he picked the one KSW fight uh, because fighter these fighters don't have any vowels in their last name apparently so he's, he's gonna enjoy me trying to pronounce them you've you um, failed on, on saying sebastian prisbegs uh before <laughs> you just said it thanks um and then if uh i just read an article about them fairly recently they're they're the up-and-coming uh regional promotion are they not yeah they're, they're I, the, I, uh, the, the uh the not the famous but the uh the newcomers to the ball that, that seem to be gaining some steam here I, I think what they're doing that's really smart is they just have fight cards on Sundays a lot, yep. um, which this one's on Sundays and not just on Sundays, but a lot of times it's like Sunday at like noon. Uh, this one's at 530 at night, but sometimes it's like Sunday at noon, which, by the way, like if you've just stayed up late and maybe had a couple of adult sodas like the uh, the Sunday noon card, is just like a, a very nice thing to have as you're sitting on the couch. Yep. Yep, there you go. But first, we shall start with CFFC. CFFC 121 Perez versus Vassal. Um, this is going down Friday, the 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern. UFC Fight Pass is going from the down in the Horseshoe Casino and Hotel in Tunica, Mississippi. Ever been there, Daniel? I have been in Tunica, Mississippi. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Is, is you there for... any stories behind that or not? No, you just uh, forgot that I lived in the South for a little while. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if you've been to Tanika though. Any do anything interesting? I mean, in I mean, there's just a casino in Tanika. There isn't much else okay. in Tanika. Yes. Have you been in the Horseshoe Casino and Hotel? I don't know that I have, but I know I've been through Tanika. Okay, good enough. I guess you're probably young. You probably weren't 
able to go into casinos back in those days. So I don't um, think anybody had stopped you in Mississippi. <laughs> it's true. It is Mississippi. It's true. All right. We don't have any odds here. So Gummy's going to do uh, predict the odds. And and then when the real odds drop, we will be discussing it in the Discord. And uh, usually Gummy's pretty close. But when he's not close, that's when there is money to be made, extra money to be made. All right. We're going to start off with the co-main event. Raheem Forrest versus Tristan Tristan Vines. A couple of good names. Raheem Forrest, Tristan Vines. Uh, three five-minute rounds at 170 pounds. Vines is 6-2 and two with four knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, so he's been finishing both of his losses. This is his CFFC debut, and he's gone loss-win-loss-win loss, win over his last four fights. He's going up against Rambo Forrest. 6-1, three knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted one time, so he's been stopped in his only loss as well. 3-1 and one in CFFC. He That loss did come in his last fight. Used to be the champion of welterweight at CFFC, and he's a year younger than Vines. Yeah, that loss came to uh, our our good friend uh, Chuck Buffalo too, uh, uh, yes. which is which is worth Charlie Radke. Yeah, um, who who I think he just got signed by the UFC. But regardless, yeah, um, he did. So uh, I think here, if I'm looking at this with the objective eye, I think Raheem Forrest big favorite, probably like two fifty, negative two fifty for Raheem Forrest. And I'm going to take him at that price. He's probably a really good parlay piece if you're trying to, you know, you see a bunch of these like, you know, low level guys on the early part of the card and you see some big favorites and you want to play one of them and you just need a partner for uh, for a parlay. Raheem Forrest is a good one because if you're looking at Vines uh, you know, his his past fights, he's just kind of like a muscly wrestler. He's like one of those guys who who gets you know, a hold of somebody and just kind of tries to slam them from anywhere. He's very high energy. But the biggest issue for me is that just like he's got no defense on the feet. You know, you mentioned he's been finished in both of his losses. It's because he just like leans forward, chin out. Um, cause, cause his striking is mostly just to like get a hold of somebody. So he's like blitzing forward and Forrest, like he does a little bit of the, the, muscly wrestling too like that kind of cost him against chuck buffalo um but like when he throws he throws big he's a little bit more nuanced on the feet and he's like got a few stance switches and kicks and i i kind of wish he just like used the kicks more anyway so i, I think forrest is a way better fighter here um i think he's probably gonna knock him out because he's got the hands and all that kind of stuff um negative 250 great parlay piece anything below that fun to play straight up all right, there you go. We are going to the main event now for the Cage Fury FC Featherweight Championship. Jose Perez versus Chris Vassal. I'll tell you about the challenger first. Bad Apple Vassal. Six and three with four knockouts. He's been knocked out himself twice. Three and two in CFFC. He's gone loss, win, loss, win over his last four. He won his last fight via knockout. Perez, the champ, seven and one with four submissions. He's been knocked out once. Six and one in CFFC. Like I said, he is the champion of the world. He's won three straight fights. The last one via submission, and he's three inches taller than Vassal. Don't usually, uh, I don't have any reach info for any of these guys. Uh, usually, it's hard to get on the on the regional scene. So that's all I got. So I think Perez is going to come into this fight massive favorite. Um, all that I hear, in addition to him being seven and one versus a six and three guy, all I hear out there is about how great Perez is, and um, you know, like uh, most of the the prospect pundits are really playing him up. I think he's going to be like a negative 350-ish favorite. Um, and you're going to get like a plus 300, 325 return on Vassal. And I really think that's a great spot to to Ooh. pick a big underdog and go Vassal. Um, because if you look at Perez, eh, 
here's what I will say about him. He does everything fundamentally fine uh, while he's striking. Got a jam, throws some combos, faints enough, uh, throws a one and two. But there's just really, like, nothing that sticks out about him. You know, like, it's a little on the slow side on the feed, and he kind of, you know, plods a little bit. But, they're you know, like, it, it's fundamentally right. Like, he's not doing anything wrong. Um, and in all of his fights that I've seen, he, he kind of tends to, like, wait towards the end of the round to shoot a takedown. Like, he's just trying to punctuate a round. Like, he's not actually trying to use his wrestling. His grappling is his best piece. But par- part of what I, I like about Vassal in this fight is I actually think Vassal is a little bit better of a wrestler. Um, when he shoots a takedown, he, like, runs through his attempts. Like, he, he does a good job, like, pushing through and changing angles and doing the things you're supposed to do to finish. He he does muscle a little bit in the clinch, but I think that that's actually going to play well against Perez since Perez is like a guy who, you know, doesn't shoot very many takedowns and only does for like a real brief moment. So he wouldn't have to defend for an extended period of time. So just like a little muscle might possibly work. And I actually think he's a little bit faster on the feet. He's clearly got a tie background because he does like that tie step where he picks up his foot and stomps it um, like he's trying to check a kick or whatever. Um he, he blitzes a little bit in, in maybe not the most fundamentally, but I, I do think he's way faster than Perez. So, you know, faster can probably stop the takedowns. Looks like he has a striking background versus a guy who, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I just don't think there's much to write home about Perez. I, I think he does the little things right, but at plus, you know, like I said, I think you're going to get plus 300 here on Vassal. I, I think the play's worth it. All right. There you go. Big dog to end off things at uh, CFFC. We're going to move over to Poland. I assume the events in Poland usually they are KSW84 DeFreeze versus is it Bajor? Bayor? I think it's Bayor. Bayor would make probably make more sense. This is happening Saturday. The so we're like I said, we're giving you Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Lots of fun. Saturday the 15th, 1 p.m. Eastern. So you can watch this before the UFC. Oh, is do you know what time the UFC is this weekend? I think, it's, or not? I think it's 4 p.m. if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so you can maybe watch. Uh, this may be a better event to watch. We'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> this is on the internet, internet pay-per-view through the KSW website. You want to tell everyone what KSW stands for, Dan? Uh, it, it basically means combat. Nope. I, I want you to say it. Uh, it's Konfrontaczka Suskawaki. <laughs> yep. Look at this guy. It's true. And it's going down in Jidnia, Poland, in the Polsat Plus Arena. Ten fights. We're going to give you the top two. Uh, and w- what were you going to translate it as? Is confrontation or combat? It's, yeah, it's, it's confrontation fight organization, basically, I think. There you go. And I do have odds for this, so I will not tell you them until Gumby guesses. Co-main event we're going to start with. Um, Islam De- Dejabrala. <laughs> Hang on. Jabrailov is his name, correct? Jabrailov. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta write that second one. Jabrailov. Sebastian Prizbizzi. Prizbizzi. Prizbiz. This is three five minute rounds at a bantam weight. All right. Prizbiz, nickname Sebic or Sebic. He's 11 and 3. 11 and 3. Five knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Eight and two in KSW. He's got seven and one over his last eight fights. Uh, but did lose his last fight via TKO, and he is the former champion. Was that a championship fight? His last fight? Um, I believe so. I, I'd have to look it up. I, I don't spot. know. All right. 
Jabrelov. Uh, two fights. Two fights ago, he lost his. Belt. Okay, it was against Wicklas. Jakob oh. Wicklas. All right, now he's fighting Jabrelov. He's nine and four, two knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted three times. This is KSW debut. He's won three straight fights and four of six, and is a regional champion. Gumby, the odds. Um, so I, I think uh, Sebastian Prisby is is probably going to be a massive favorite. Let's say negative uh, uh, three fifty. Worse, minus five hundred. Yeah, it and justified. Um, I will just come out and say that's justified. Uh, the the problem with Jabrailov, he's just like a little bit hesitant on the feet. Uh, he's got decent counter lefts, but like. <sighs> I, I want to say that this is a guy who really relies on his wrestling, but if you go back and you watch a lot of his fights, uh, a lot of the fighters he's fighting like seem to want to be on the ground and just give him takedowns. He fought for We Love MMA. Ah, uh, uh, yes. A lot of fights there, I think, too. <laughs> yeah, he, his last three came from We Love MMA, and he fought really bad competition. Uh, guys who are just giving him takedowns. And like, if you go back and you watch some of his losses, like he gets guillotine choked a lot. Um, and also like, it just seems like he doesn't have the ability to close distance. And Prisbiz, for those of you who haven't seen, he is, he fights super long. Um, he's like a very, very, very long dude, but also he fights long, uses kicks. He punches really long. He kind of like slingshots this counter punch. Uh, it's, it's almost like a shovel counter, um, which is probably, you know, in terms of fundamentals, not great, but it, it's good enough. Right. And it's good enough to beat this guy. I also just think in general, you're, you're going to see Jabrilov try to shoot a bunch of takedowns from way too far away, fail miserably. I wouldn't be surprised if he got guillotined. I will say a negative 500. I, I don't know that I want to play Prisbiz or even squeeze him in a parlay. Like I said, I thought he should be like negative 350. Um, so like, I don't know, maybe this is a pass one or maybe you just look for a finish prop. If, uh, if your book's crazy enough to offer him. All right. Sadly, he didn't pick an underdog, but we are brought to you by underdog fantasy. Best of ball mania for us here. And underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season pro player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, let's get to the main event. It's for the big boy belt. This is KSW Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Phil DeFreeze, versus the challenger, Seisman. Bayor, we decided, right? It's probably yeah. Simon too, isn't it? Even though there's a Z in there, it's probably Simon. Bayor. I think it's Simon. Right? Yeah, 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 sure. Five five minute rounds for the heavyweight strap. Uh, Bayor is the challenger. We will tell you about him first. Uh, 24 and 9, 10 knockouts, 10 submissions, so very well rounded finisher. But knocked out three times, submitted twice, 2 1 in KSW. He's won four straight and seven of eight. He's not lost a fight since June of 2020, was a regional champion. 2010 was his pro MMA debut. Two years younger than DeFreeze. DeFreeze, 23 and 6. Six knockouts, 13 submissions. He's been knocked out five times. So almost all of his losses, except one, came via knockout. 9 0 KSW. He's defended his belt eight times successfully already. He's won 11 straight fights in 12 of 13. His last loss was April of 2017. He's finished five straight fights. 
he, you may recognize his name from the UFC. He went two and three in the UFC, one and zero in Bellator, 2009 pro MMA debut. Based on the, their last weigh-ins, he was 29 pounds heavier than Bayer. He's two inches taller, four inches of reach. All right, break it down. Odds so, first. DeFries, uh, let's say negative 400. We got another negative 500 fighter. Yeah, it's not terribly surprising because uh, Bayor is – he's like a speed-first heavyweight because he is a smaller guy. He's only like 235, I think he weighs in usually at, whereas DeFreeze maxes out the weight class or damn near close. He might be like 250, 255. Um, and, and like the thing I noticed about Bayor is despite being a speed-first heavyweight, is he like really flails with his hands a lot when he's pressured? Like, the pressure really gets to him. Like, he doesn't know how to deal with somebody who comes in quick. And uh, also, being that he's a speed-first guy, he tires really quickly, which is also not great when when speed is your thing. Um, so, like, DeFreeze is a nightmare matchup for a dude who flails with pressure and tires quickly because he's really good at putting pressure on people and tiring them out. He's got a very smart, grueling top game. Uh, he's fast enough on the feet to close the distance. I actually think he's a better striker here, despite the fact that, like I said, his Bayor is like, you know, tries to be fast or whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the pick is, I, and maybe it was bad that we picked two negative 500 fights in, uh, KSW. I thought they were going to be a little closer. You could probably parlay those two together and, and not worry all too much about it though. Don't, don't say we, I didn't pick these fights, Dan. All right. I'm not yeah, that's true. Any, any responsibility here. That's <laughs> for, for usual. You don't you don't ever take any response. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's spot on. All right. So that is the KSW. Now we're going off to Texas and on Sunday. So it's a world tour, Mississippi to uh, Poland. And now we're going to Texas for Fury FC 81. I think it is. Let's see here. Yep. Yes, it is. Rojo versus Lynn Harris. This is, as I said, Sunday. Um, this coming Sunday, so this won't get in the way um, of the UFC or anything like that. Sunday night, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, UFC Fight Pass, Fury FC 81. Uh, let me see. The Boeing Center at Techport in San Antonio, Texas. Ever been there, Dan? Nope. Okay. Always have to check these things. All right. Fury FC, we're going to break down the top two fights here as well. Wow. Starting with the co-main event, Zach Borrego versus Adam Vigil. Three five-minute rounds. V, v, v Hill. Eagle. V, v Hill. V Hill, really? Yeah, you say it like it's an H. All right. He should be an H then, should it not? You know, you, you would think. He's American. Spell your name right, you Americans. All right. This is middleweight. Three five-minute rounds. V Hill. I don't have odds here, so we're not going to play any games. Uh, v Hill six and one with four knockouts. He's been knocked out once. This is his Fury FC debut. He's won two straight fights, both both via TKO slash knockout. He's a regional champ or was. He used to fight at lightweight and he used to fight at light heavyweight. That's not a t- that's not a misspeak by me. I, I double check these things. So he fought 155 and 205 pounds. Borrego the Dragon four and two with three knockouts. He's been submitted once. Four and one in Fury FC. Own one of the contender series. Who did he fight, Dan? Uh, Bo Nickel. He did. He bought. He bought. He fought. No Bickle is true. Uh, loss win loss is what he's gone over his last three. Seven years younger than V Hill. An inch taller, five inches of reach. Advantage. So I, I think this is going to be pretty close to even money when it comes in. Um, I will say ultimately, I think Borrego is going to get a slight bump from being on contender series. 
And also, I, I want to say he was on Dana White's looking for a fight, too. So he's going to have um, even a little bit more rub to him. I, I think you're probably going to see Zach Barrego come in negative 130. And you might get a return over on uh, V-Hill at like plus 120. And I'm going to go dog here. Um, because for, for me, Barrego eats a lot of jabs. Um, and, and like he, his striking is really nothing to write home about. That's why he's a foreign to quote unquote prospect. Uh, and granted one of the losses was to Bo Nickel, but as they've moved him up the rankings, his last loss to LeJuan Davis, I mean, like he ate a lot of jabs in that fight too. And also just like, it, it seems like he isn't ready to commit to anything. Like he's hesitant after being punched in the head really hard by Bo Nickel. Uh, and getting rear naked choked in, in no time. Now he's like worried that that's going to keep happening. So he looks hesitant. And V-Hill is nothing if not hesitant. Like the dude wants to throw the biggest bombs you've ever seen all the time. Um, and maybe that's not the best path to being, you know, a future UFC fighter. But like at the time, it's like working. And against somebody like Zach Perego, I think it's working. And if it gives you, you know, any plus number. If he comes in here at plus money or even like a pick him at negative 110, I think he's worth playing because he's the last dude he beat. He like slapped that dude in LFA. So, uh, yeah, I, I like uh, I like V Hill here. So you saying Bo Nickel broke this man. Is that what you're saying? He broke Zyperego. He looked more confident before he fought Bo Nickel, for sure. Well, Bo Nickel will do that to to a guy, I guess. All right, let's go to our main event. Shall we? We shall. Um, this is Featherweights. Three five-minute rounds. Marcelo Rojo versus Mikey. Is it Mikey? Mackey? I, 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 don't, I don't actually know. <laughs> M-A-I-K-E. Mikey Mike. Lynn Harris. Mike. <laughs> Mike could be. Mike Lynn Harris. Uh, <laughs> Funny. All right. Lynn Harris, 17 and three, six knockouts, six submissions, never been finished in a fight. This is his CFFC debut. He's won four straight fights and eight of nine. He's not lost since January of 2018. However, he's not fought since July of 2022. Oh my, I think it was the end of July. So a little less than a year. Uh, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt sports podcast.com slash store. He used to fight down at Bantamweight 2012 pro MMA debut. And he's five years younger than Rojo. Pitbull, what an original nickname for Rojo. 17 and nine, nine knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted five times. One low in Fury FC. He's only won one of his last four fights. Uh, he did get, he won his last fight uh, via knockout, but he had lost three straight before that because those, all those three were in the UFC. He went 0 and 3 in the UFC. Two and one in the Ultimate Fighter. He used to fight down at Bantamweight and up at Lightweight. And he's been around MMA professionally since 2011. So I think Linares is going to be a favorite, despite oh, the fact okay. that Rojo's got the name. He's 17 and three. Rojo went 0 and three in the UFC. Does have that name, being that he was in the UFC. So I think, while if this was just a regular Fury FC fight and you gave me these two records and resumes and performances and whatnot, I, I think you'd probably say Linares is a huge favorite. And then when you add in the UFC factor. 
the number comes a lot closer. So I, I'm going to say Linares is probably like negative 150, Rojo plus 135. And I'm going to go dog hair again with Rojo. All right. Because I think that, you know, w- when I've watched Linares, he kind of like lives on his low kick. Um, he, he throws it. You know when there's the feeling out process in the beginning of the fight and somebody throws a jab and they dance for 20 minutes and then they throw a, a straight right to see if they know the range and then they throw a leg kick. He just throws a leg kick like 31 times in a row sometimes to start a fight. And I think with the aggression of Rojo, I think he's just going to eat two or three of those and counter with like big hooks over the top. Right? Because that was his thing in the UFC. Is It's not like it's not like he had boring fights in the UFC. Right? He got finished three times. But he got finished three times by three guys who were pretty damn good. And he had exciting-ass fights with all three of them. Charles Jordan, Kyler Phillips, Francis Marshall. Um, and since then, I mean, he just, like, bit down on his mouthpiece and knocked out Angel Cruz, um, which was in a Fury FC fight as well. Um, so, like, I think Rojo is the type of guy who is going to just wade through some of the bullshit that Linares does early. Um, and also, even when Linares tries to, like, let go of his punches, they're really wide, and I just don't have very much confidence in them. So, uh, yeah, I, I like if, if Rojo comes in here as a uh, as an underdog, give me that for sure. Um, if he comes in, it starts to come close to even, or if he comes in as a favorite, especially if he comes in as a favorite, like the UFC name just buoys him. Just I, I just stay away from this fight. Um, but uh, yeah, like if he comes in a dog or close to even money, he's playable. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Is that what you Baba said? Bo- yeah, that's what I said. Also, <laughs> Cody Steele is on this prelim card. Throw him in some parlays. Cody that dude's Steel. a beast. <laughs> Superhero type name. All right, let's recap before we get out of here. CFFC, he has got Vassal as a hopefully a big underdog and Forrest as probably a fairly big favorite. KSW, he has got two big favorites here, uh, DeFries and Prizbiz. Prizbiz? I already forgot. Prizbizzy. Would be a funner name to say it. And then Fury, he has got uh, Rojo, hopefully, as a dog. And another dog, V-Hill, hopefully, uh, as a dog. So, Nems are the man's picks. Uh, we shall be chatting about all these events in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, so, get in there and chat with us. Don't be shy. Uh, Twitter would be SGPN MMA. Gumby Vreeland and Jeff Fox Writer are all the handles. Uh, Instagram, I'm Jeff underscore Fox underscore Writer. My Substack is moneymma.substack.com. Get all my MMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMMM